Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you. Gordon off on uh, sabbatical. Actually, Gordon will be back on Monday. Uh, We are hanging out at The Warehouse, one of our very favorite places, 1967 South, 300 West. We're hanging out with our good friend Tom, who is going to blow some minds today, as he always does, rolling out great deals. There is not a better place to go uh, for your beds, adjustable, normal furniture. I mean, pretty much anything under the sun than The Warehouse. So Tom will join us throughout the show, but you're more than welcome to come by and join us. 1967 South, 300 West, we have jazz gear for you. We have hats, we have shirts, get them while they last. We, uh, for the moment, have a four-pack of bees tickets, but I would suggest if you want those, you probably ought to come down here pretty quick. And while you're here, take a walk around the warehouse. Trust me, they can beat any price out there and beat it soundly. Uh, so come on by and see us. Austin Horton is back at our carrier studios at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Austin, uh, Tom has been begging you now for what months to get down here? What's uh, what's the holdup? Uh, I'm so I'm in the process of moving, and so I'm trying to get rid of stuff now. But when that new home is ready, and I'm in acquiring mode, you know exactly where I'll be going. That's exactly what I like to hear. How are you today, Austin? I'm doing just fine and dandy. It's a beautiful day outside. Let's just cancel everything and leave. I noticed today that, yeah, well, let's do that. I, I second that vote. I, I think it'll get shot down. But I noticed that I am not the only one Sands co-host today. Noticed you were flying solo. How'd, how'd 10 to noon hold down? Uh, Adrian and I did a bit of a, a Saturday show, Tony and Austin mashup. That was fun. We did some uh, technical fouls. We talked about... Uh, the spelling bee and how I feel it's ruining America's youth. It was a good day. Did Jake Hatch have hurt feelings that you stole his bit? What was his bit? Oh, technical fouls. Now, hold up just a second here. <laughs> Jake Hatch is saying that that's his bit? Well, if that it, it's a Saturday show bit and the current co-host of the Saturday show is Jake Hatch. Jake Hatch. Yeah, so it's now his bit. It's no longer your bit anymore. You're no longer on that show. Okay. Well, then, yeah, uh, I stole Jake Hatch's bit today <laughs> when I invited him to co-host with me today, and he had other things to do. So He declined? Wow. He claims wow. he was given marching orders to go cover something in Provo that didn't deserve a, a press conference, in my opinion, so... Wow, there's some vitriol there. Well, I thought you did a I thought you did a good job today, Austin. I got to hear Thanks. a big chunk of your show, and I thought you did a nice job. I really, really pulled the bandaid off here in this segment, didn't I? I'm kidding, Sorry about that, Austin. You know, I I have this pattern of of putting you know members of the staff in awkward situations over the past few days. So, welcome to the club. Well, I'm I'm blanking on what else you put in awkward positions. Oh, Scotty, when we were talking oh, about Oh, that's the, right, when you 60. libeled Scott Gerard. Yeah. yeah, when I when I did do that. 
Oh man, but uh, yeah, I I did do that, but and he he, you know, he was rightfully perturbed. But I think we're all good now. We're in a good position. Scott has two Aggies in his top five, including one Jordan Love, and uh, yeah, the sixty and sixty final uh, day to vote is tomorrow. So make sure you get on sixty in sixty fanvote.com. All right, we have a busy show today from the warehouse. We're going to finally have a basketball game to talk about with uh, game, finals game number one. College basketball is a story as some people are coming back, and Utah has hired an assistant coach. So we will certainly get into that. PK is going to be on the show coming up at 3.30. PK has got a new column up at 1280thezone.com. I say new. I think it came out uh, yesterday. Um, but I, I think he explored a, a very interesting topic uh, with BYU football and Zach Wilson making some comparisons to, you know, say Jake Heaps or Tanner Mangum, who had these explosive freshman seasons, and then it kind of stalled out from there. So we'll talk to PK about that coming up at 3.30. Joining me here at the warehouse at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, and he's going to stay until 6. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Craig Bullerjack will be here at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. So nice to fill in, uh, fill in for Gordon today. Uh, one half of the original big show that's not usually here will be here, and that is uh, that is Craig Bowler, Jack. Uh, joining us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, Bowler and myself will be Sam Amick for your NBA Daily Assist. He's from The Athletic. Very eager to talk to him about uh, the finals and get his thoughts about what's going on. Also, with all the Rockets news out there, we'll get Sam's thoughts on that. He's been um, throughout a couple points during the season. He got some really great access um, to the Rockets down there. He's done a a series of interviews with Mike D'Antoni. He's done a lot of good work with them down there. I'll be interested to hear what he has to say about the the tweet we talked about yesterday from Adrian Wojnarowski about kind of everybody's out there on the block. And then the news today about Mike D'Antoni has uh, the the negotiations for his contract extension are totally cut off now. And that there's some interesting slash awkward stuff going on down there at Houston. So we will uh, certainly talk about that. And then joining us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, she does sidelines for the television broadcast for the Jazz. She is uh, Kristen Kenny, one of the 30 women to watch under 30. Uh, by the way, so we'll ask her. Uh, we'll ask her about that award that she received. I think that uh, that happened yesterday, didn't it, Austin? It was last night. Yep. In fact, in fact, yes. So last that's, night. That's terrific. So, Kristen, great friend of the show. Uh, we'll bring her on. We'll give her some congratulations, and then we'll get to her thoughts, of course, on the finals and uh, what's on tap this off season for the Jazz. So, as I mentioned, very busy day down here at the warehouse. Lo- happy to have you aboard. Austin, let's talk a little bit uh, about the finals game tonight. Let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. Joining us now, he covers the NBA for the Bleacher Report. He's our friend Grant Hughes. Are you expecting a close, entertaining series? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, I joked uh, right after the Raptors finished off the Bucks just to kind of kill their momentum on purpose, Warriors and five, question mark. But I think I think we're getting six. I'd like to get seven, but but I think, um, you know, Toronto to me is, is maybe the best team the Warriors will have faced in the finals. Um, they're just – they have answers for so many different things. They can play big, small. They've got wing defenders, shooters, you know, you name it. Um, so I think they can give Golden State a run, and I, and I hope so, um, just just for entertainment's sake. You know, this will be the last meaningful ball we get for a few months, so I'm hoping for a good one. 
All right, that was Grant Hughes from uh, yesterday's show uh, who joined us, and I, I'm I'm with him. I'm hoping for a good series. I've got the Warriors in six. Gordon thinks the games uh, themselves will be close, but maybe the series not so much. He's got the Warriors in five. And, Austin, I know you made the prediction on your show from 10 to noon with Tony, but your prediction is? Uh, I, I got the Warriors in five. I think it'll be a quick series as far as the number of games, but competitive each and every time out. All right. I think I think Kurt Heelan hit the nail on the head. I think the the Warriors are going to score. Uh, Kurt, by the way, came on with Hanson Scotty earlier in the week. I think the I think the Warriors are going to score regardless. Even though Toronto is a, is a great defensive team, they're a top five defensive team, and Kawhi Leonard himself is a great defensive player. Not to say that they won't do their best making it difficult for Golden State, but but Clay and Steph, the way they spread the floor, the way they score themselves, I mean, Golden State is going to put up some points. This is not going to be a series where we're going to see, you know, 95-93 games. They're going to easily be up in the hundreds, and that means Toronto is going to have to keep pace. And one thing I think a lot of people forget about Golden State because we get all focused on on their offense and the Splash Brothers and Kevin Durant and et cetera, et cetera, we forget how, how good of a defensive team that Golden State is. Maybe not top in the league. You know, maybe not even at the Jazz level, uh, but a very, very good defensive team who can switch a lot, and they have a lot of versatile players. And I, I've said this for a while now, Austin, that Draymond Green, you know, he makes them unique because he's he's an athletic, long player who can guard one through five, which is uh, an amazing skill that few in NBA history really have uh, have ever. Uh, possessed and so that makes Golden State unique and it makes them tough to play against and I don't maybe you disagree with this Austin but I I worry about Toronto's offense and scoring enough points and get against Golden State for this reason I think Kawhi is going to be the constant I think he's going to continue to be great but everybody else has been so inconsistent and I know you highlighted this today Austin with some good stats on on your show but Pascal Siakam, who has been their, their number two all year, and he's been the, the breakout player of the year, um, if he doesn't get most improved by o- almost a unanimous margin, uh, I will be shocked because he has been so good for them this year. He's been inconsistent in the playoffs. Van Vliet, coming off the bench, has been uh, inconsistent. Kyle Lowry has been inconsistent. Mark Gasol has uh, has had a st- really in- intricate role on that team at times, and he's been really bad at times. So I, I really am worrying if, if Toronto can consistently score enough points to win this. That's that's where I doubt the Raptors. That's where I think Golden State really has the advantage. Which it, it tends to be the case against the, for the Warriors' uh, opponent, no matter who it is, right? Can they keep up right. with Golden State's offense? Uh, I think a lot of people, Locke presented the idea to you and Gordon yesterday that the Toronto Raptors can throw some defensive uh, ideas and flavors at the, the Warriors that they've yet to see, especially in these particular playoffs, but I don't know that you can ride defense all the way to a championship in a series against an offense like the Warriors possess, even yep. without Kevin Durant. So I'm with you on that. I'm on board with you. Can the Raptors keep up offensively with the Warriors? I think the good, smart money would say no. I, I agree with you. And I think one thing that maybe we forget about this kind of old-school Warriors without Kevin Durant, and and I'm with Gordon on this. We should just get rid of the conversation whether they're better without him because that's ludicrous. I mean, he's he's a 
inarguably a top three player in the NBA and teams aren't worse without a player like that. But uh, I think one thing that we, we forget about kind of how the Warriors are playing now and how they used to play is they have the ability to just erase leads. And we saw that over and over again against uh, against the Trailblazers, where you and and here's the pressure it puts on the opposing defense is the defense can play great all game long. And and Austin, you've played enough sports to know this when you when you do the hard things over and over again and you have some success, that's that's hard to consistently do all the time. And Golden State is so good at scoring in bunches, you could play great defense for 95 percent of the game and still lose. I mean, how how frustrating is that? Because they're so good at, well, you've you've bottled me up for a little bit, but give me a three minute span, and I'm going to erase whatever lead you built. I mean, that's that's part of also what makes them them special. Few teams have had that kind of scoring punch when they're able to turn it on. So all of a sudden, if you get if you're Toronto and you're given Kawhi rest, or there's not a particularly good defensive lineup out in in the game, or heaven forbid, and I'm knocking on wood here, you have an injury or whatever, there hasn't been I don't think a better team maybe in NBA history of taking advantage of that and scoring in spurts. An incredible stat after the series uh, against Portland. Is Portland uh, led the series or led the games in the series for more total minutes than Golden State in a series in which Golden State swept, swept. Portland didn't get one win, but they outscored goal or they had a lead against Golden State for more time during the entire series. I mean, that is that is just remarkable. That's Golden State saying, all right, we'll let you do your thing for a little while. But, uh, you know, when it comes to winning time, you're not stopping us. And and. They're amazing at doing that. I think their scoring is a little bit more uh, consistent with Kevin Durant out there because he's uh, basically a ball stopper who can get a bucket at any moment. And so we, we've seen this with the Jazz, right, with the offensive movement and the blender and those sorts of things. You know, when it when it gets rolling, when everybody's doing their job, it's really, really effective. But when it breaks down, that's when things get really clunky, and that's where a player like Kevin Durant is just amazing because when it breaks down or the – the, the defense makes an adjustment. You need some time to make an adjustment yourself. You just give give the ball to Kevin Durant and say, all right, Kevin, uh, why don't you go score that? Why don't you go take care of that? And so I think Golden State without Kevin Durant is, is different from that standpoint. But the firepower is still uh, unbelievable. And I think, I think Toronto will do a good job defensively, but you just can't lock them down for a, an entire game. I mean, it's just impossible. What do you make of the idea, Tony has presented this a few times this week, that the... Well, I disagree with it. Then. Okay. <laughs> Automatically. Well, that's He's probably wrong. right. But, but why do you disagree with Tony's presentation that the Warriors want to win as badly without Durant if not uh, if if not more with Durant. Oh man, I I, I mean, said that backwards, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I I get it. I I love the soap opera of it all, and I think I I just wish we knew, you know, a fraction of what actually went on behind closed doors and and those sorts of things. I think it would be, I think it would be so fascinating. But I can see, I certainly can see what Tony's getting at there, right? You know, here's a guy who's a who's a free agent who wasn't a part of the initial group that that set the league on fire. You know, he comes in, he grabs some Finals MVPs, and everybody's talking about how they're uh, you know he's their best player. But they won a title before Kevin got there. They should have won two before he got there. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was a little a little 
motivation to to say hey we can we can do this without you man you were you were along for the ride and you're a great player but we can do this without you but i i don't i don't know the inner workings of of the warriors because the you know the the vibe they put out there is of course we'd be better with kevin durant you know so it's tough to read but i i certainly can see how that would be a motivating factor that said kevin durant's gonna play if he can play especially if toronto gets a game or two right so you know I, I love the I love the drama of it all and it could certainly be real but when it comes right down to it you know what does everybody tell you the the locker room chemistry is great but who's got the most talent on the floor you know so it, but just cuz Tony said it Austin I'll say this he's wrong he's he's well, obviously wrong and yeah. they they completely get along and whether Kevin's in the lineup or not they're they're equally motivated so <laughs> I, I, I do make a healthy argument for that. I truly wonder how much you know this whole. I wonder how much uh, of a game the Warriors are playing with his injury, as far as because like they're making Demarcus Cousins available tonight, and Kevin Durant might return at some point during the series. I wonder how much of that is actually the truth, and how much uh, is actually is actually that he's not even close to returning, but they want the Raptors to think he might. I don't know. I wonder how much of that is a game and how much is the truth. I th- Austin, I got to think if if he can play, he'll play. Um right. and you- they won't let these these kind of shenanigans uh come into play. Um the, I, I the guess original- why would they say that he's gonna that there's a chance he'll return if there is no chance? Is I guess well, my real question. That's that's to make Toronto prepare you know, for the, uh, if he does return, but they, Austin on his injury initially on the, on the bruise calf, they said three to six weeks and I, and he just barely passed the three week mark. So you mean, mean the leg amputation? You, you misread that yes. injury there, Jake. Yes. I meant the, the gangrenous uh, leg injury that he, that he suffered. No, the calf bruise was three to six weeks is initially, initially what they said. So he's still, He's still right there in that window, and sometimes those leg injuries could be tricky. Just ask Carlos Boozer. Different part of the leg, I realize. Um, but, I mean, what what would be the motivation for Steve Kerr to not play him, you know? Well, that's I don't think that they'll hold him out from playing, and I, I don't think that he would hold himself out from playing. But I wonder if he's even close to playing, and they're just saying he is because that's the games that you play in this day and age of, of sports warfare. You have to play these mind games and these tricks. And I wonder if we'll even have a chance of seeing, seeing Kevin Durant in this series. Because de- we, we saw kinda- the injury. It looked worse than a calf bruise, but it didn't quite look like he was shot by a, a sniper either. It just was somewhere in between there. I kind of don't think we're going, uh, going to see him, Austin. I don't either. I, I- I actually think them sending him to Toronto with the team is is not a good sign that he's almost ready to play, but actually a bad sign. Whereas uh, they're done rehabbing it twenty four seven because it's it's not going to be ready to go. So he might as well be out there with his teammates. Because because if they really either he's really it's either that or he's really close to being able to play. Not really in between. You know what I mean. So I, I know there were some reports out there that, that some reporters saw him walking around and he was doing so without a limp. So maybe he's closer to being able to play than not. But if he can go, I would guess that Steve Kerr plays him. But you never know. Kawhi Leonard sat out for an entire season with a with a 
bruised quad that healed slower than Tony Parker's torn quad. So what do I know anymore? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. So uh, I guess we're like the Raptors in that sense, Austin, where we're just going to have to be patient and, and see how it goes. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to the one and only Patrick Kinahan. Talk a little college football with him. We are live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. And my good friend Tom joins us once again. Tom, it is great to see you. How are you? Jake, well. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. The well's a deep subject with the construction going on out there. A little bit. I saw some cones out there, but you said that's, uh, that's wrapping up quick, huh? We are going to make it worth your listeners' while to come in because right. of this construction. I like it. They're building 88 apartments behind us, and they're putting the utilities in, so the driveway has been a mess for about a week. So uh, to make it worth your while to come down and see us, I'm going to give you deals that I have never done. Above and beyond. I'm going to give some crazy deals. We've done them before, but I'm going to give you a deal right now we've never done. I have a seven-piece bedroom set. This is high-end. It's a French country, kind of an off-white set, very heavy-duty. Suggested retail is $54.99, Includes a dresser, a mirror, a nightstand, a chest, a great big French country storage bed, queen-size or king-size, queen-size for $10.99 for the whole set. Wow, the whole thing, all seven pieces, the whole setup. $5,500 set. $1,099 for queen. Amazing. If you want king, it's 100 bucks more, 1190 Never done it before. You heard it, folks. Never. And then, we've done this once before. I'm going to drop the price, 400 bucks. Wow. This is a great big heavy-duty sleigh bed. And I'm talking, you lift this bed, it's like 800 pounds. And it's a whole bedroom set. It's the very best quality. Uh, $5,900 suggested retail. We advertised this before for 2200 bucks. When you see this bed, the bed itself at our competitors, you know who I'm talking about? Yep, right down the road. It's $2,400. I'm going to do the whole set. Queen for $1,699. Wow. King for $1,799. And I mean the dresser will fill some bedrooms. This is this is big, beautiful, best quality. Uh, that French country one, it even has cedar line drawers. Wow. Really nice stuff. And don't forget financing. If you have credit issues, no problem. I have 100 days, same as cash. doesn't matter what your credit score is. But we're going to take care of you because of this uh, construction issue out here. I'll give you, if your credit's good, I'll give you a year, no interest. Uh, that's going to help you. We also want to talk about adjustable beds. We'll talk about a deal. I'm going to put together a package for today only. I'm going to make it good today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday. This will be a king-size adjustable bed, so a motorized bed, head up, foot up, with a Stearns and Foster mattress. Ooh, top of the line. Normally, I can't even advertise the name. You're getting Stearns and Foster mattress with an adjustable bed, $16.99. So come and see us again. We're 1967 South, 300 West, the warehouse. Boom. 
Don't mind the construction because, in fact, the construction is going to benefit you. So get down here and take advantage of what Tom's talking about. Pulling out first-time deals. I love it. 1967 South, 300 West. We also have some jazz gear for you. We have shirts. We have hats. We even have uh, wonky desk ornaments, if that's what they are. But they're pretty cool looking anyway. Get down here. 1967 South, 300 West. Patrick Canan joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. I look at the Devils, they went 7-5. and five. All the great ones down there have rolled off a 7-5 and five season. Have you had a coach who didn't go 7-5? <laughs> and five? Well, yeah, they used to only play 10 games. So the Utes have to go back to the 80s to find a coach who didn't have a 10-win season? The Cougars have to go back to the 60s? They were playing fewer games then, so I guess that's not a good bar. That's what I just said. You just said it like I it was brand finish. new news. You weren't paying a lick of attention. I hang on your every stupid word, and me, you just blow me off. That's a great point, Dave. They did play fewer games back then. Why didn't I think Think of that. I'm trying to find Utes and Cougars and mashed up with my Aztecs. I need some. You can kiss my Aztecs. I need some root beer. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon out. He'll be back on Monday. Bowler's going to be in the house coming up at the top of 4 o'clock hour. We're live at the warehouse. Come visit us, 1967 South, 300 West. Deal's so good, it will blow your mind. Band of the Day today is Elton John. His movie premieres this weekend. Movie Zone tonight, 7 o'clock. Make sure you tune in. Band of the Day brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at Live Nation. Dot com Joining us now, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Of course, you hear him every single morning from 6 to 10 alongside David James. Of course, catch his weekly column as well at 1280thezone.com. He is our good friend Patrick Kinahan. PK, what is up? Uh, just sitting around getting about as old as a diesel train trying to dance alive. <laughs> Oh, man, I knew you'd like our band of the day today. Are you going to go see that movie? I I think it looks great. You know, I'm so unclueless when it comes to movies. I did not know that the movie was even coming out until last night. I saw something on it. Oh, wow, you'd think I would have heard about it, but I hadn't. Movies and me, they just, uh, whenever my wife says it's time to go to a movie, I, I go. Uh, but uh, I don't pay much of attention, but if it's a I need to read up on it if it's if it's some type of bio on them or exactly it's a documentary. I don't even know, but it sounds like might something I might want to see. It is a biopic, and I do know that you go to the movies because you told a hilarious anecdote the other day about uh, Gordon uh, when you, uh, as couples, went to movie night and he was going on about some actress. Oh yeah, man, jeez, <laughs> my goodness, he was over the top about this. Uh, Alexandria Daddio. I mean, yeah, she's all beautiful, but he he kept going, going. Finally, his wife said, all right, Gordon, we get it. (laughs) 
I, I'm not kidding, PK. When I heard you tell that story the other day, I absolutely laughed out loud. Uh, just uh, hilarious. Uh, okay, I, I mentioned, of course, if you're missing out on PK's columns up at 1280thezone.com, stop it because they're excellent. But I thought this week's column was, was really, really good about Zach Wilson and what he faces as a sophomore because a couple of high-profile quarterbacks that have come before him haven't done so well. Talk a little bit about uh, what you laid out there in the column. Yeah, well, you look at guys who've played it fresh as freshmen and have had success, I mean, a fair amount of success. So basically, in the last nine years since they've gone independent, that's been three guys, Jake Heaps, Tanner Mangum, and then Zach Wilson. I think Critchlow did a little bit as a freshman, too, but that was in their 4-9 season, so I'm not really including him. And there might be others along the way. But I'm talking about where you've had a fair amount of success and then you go into your sophomore season with a ton of hype, and Zach Wilson finds himself in the same situation that we had with Tanner Mangum and Jake Heaps, and we know that both of those guys never really followed up on it. Now, I have to make sure, you know, because I'm hesitant to criticize college kids. We're talking about on the field here as far as production based on their freshman season. You know, uh, Jake Heaps, I assume he's doing well up at Seattle. Tanner Mangum, I know him a little bit. And, Ma- and Tanner has all the qualities you need to be a great. He is a great young man. I've been around him a little bit. But as far as on the field, that promise that they had and the height that they had coming in, it never really materialized. And so it wasn't fulfilled. Now, Zach Wilson finds himself with not as much height coming in from high school, but you could very well argue that he played better or at least as good as the other two. And obviously he caps off his freshman season with an 18 of 18 performance against Western Michigan, which was obviously sensational. And so he looks like, wow, this kid is going to be really good. But can he follow it up? Because it was nice, but defenses are going to key on him. They're going to have more film on him. Everything's going to be different this season particularly right off the start with that schedule that they have, which is obviously dynamic too. So how is he going to be? Is he going to break that curse, basically, that the other two weren't able to follow through and live up to the potential and hype that they were given as freshmen? PK with us. Catch his latest column, 1280thezone.com. PK, you included a quote from Riley Nelson, and and this quote really stood out to me when you were doing the interview when I caught it on DJ and PK, so I I was glad you included it. But he said this, uh, Riley said this about about Zach. He said, quote, he's got to fight the temptation to overreact. In other words, don't try to do something special to be changing the route on everything. You start getting out of the box and trying to do too much. That can lead uh, to negative things. And uh, the, the, the other one that stood out was this, quote, focus on football, focus on that locker room, really weave yourself into the fabric of leadership together with your upperclassmen teammates and other leaders on both sides of the ball at, uh, and at other position groups. You, you know why I thought that that statement had uh, specific credibility is because Jake Heaps did not do that, and Riley was actually the one that took advantage of Jake Heaps not doing that. He saw what Jake Heaps was not doing, and he said, well, I can be this leader. I can uh, put myself into the fabric of the of the team. I thought I thought that was real pertinent advice because he saw that not happening, and that's where he filled the void. That's exactly true. Yes, I agree with you 100%. That's very perceptive in your recall of the situation. We know Jake 
had basically isolated himself, and that became a real issue. You had with the BYU culture, they have, uh, you know, Jake didn't serve a mission, so some kids like, hey, what's wrong with you? I don't think Wilson is in that category, so it won't be the same situation there. But it was like for Jake, this is a stopover into the NFL, and it wasn't an ends to a means of playing college ball and let the NFL take care of itself down the line. And as a result, and the family pressures that are involved, the parents always get real involved in their identity, particularly if he's a quarterback. It gets wrapped up into that, and they become their so – they, everybody loves celebrity to a degree, and it gives them an identity, and keeps couldn't handle that. And then he had some struggles because he was trying to – live up to, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be an NFL quarterback here. This is something that has been going on in my family for me with the lessons since I was you know, 10 years old or what have you. And so the situation became bigger than it really needed to be. And Riley Nelson understood that because he was side by side. And he was a kid who can get in there and relate to people. And he wasn't really interested about anything but playing quarterback and trying to help the guys win games. And that's what I think he's saying as far as what Zach needs to do here is try to be one of the guys in terms of being a leader and not being caught up in any stats or that you're going to play in the NFL or any of that stuff. Don't worry about that because you got with BYU because of its different situation, you got guys who in many cases are married with children. You know what I mean? So they're a little bit older and that you have to make sure you earn their respect. And if you do that, then they'll do whatever you need them to do there. And, and I think the coaches are aware of it, too. And that was a situation with Heaps. It was a little bit out of control on many different levels. And it looks like Wilson is not going to get caught up in that. And Riley brought up about how Zach has been on Twitter or some form of social media, and he's just been having fun. He hasn't been taking it seriously. I like setting himself apart from the rest of the team and doing private stuff. No, he's with the team and all that. And I think that factors in. And clearly, Heaps had lost the locker room, so to speak. And Wilson, listening to Riley talk, is something that Wilson needs to do. It looks like he certainly has the capability to do that. You also, PK, quoted in the column uh, Dylan Colley, and Dylan has uh, – uh, high positive forecast for, for Wilson going forward talks about how he could be one of the BYU greats. And, and I think, okay, so he has that potential, but, but when you look back on some of the greats and you don't even have to go back that far, but look back at, at Max Hall and the talent that was surrounding him with Harvey Unga and, and uh, Austin Collie and Dennis Pitta. And uh, I mean, just explosive, great players. You look back to, uh, to John Beck, even and he had guys like Todd Watkins and Curtis Brown and and these great weapons and these great players that helped them fulfill uh, their potential. My, my slight concern for Zach is, you know, will he have the weapons? Will he have the talent around him to fully take advantage and help him take the next step? Well, yeah, that's an excellent question because those quarterbacks that you mentioned, they had guys who were either NFL guys. Or they were great college players. Take a kid like John Beck, when you mentioned uh, a couple of guys, and uh, Johnny Harleen. I don't know. I think yeah. he had an injury. I don't yeah. think he played in the NFL, but he was really, really good. Jake Caressa started for four years on the offensive line. These guys were leaders in their own rights. So John Beck 
had a lot of help. John John Beck was sensational himself too, so I don't want to discount that. And Max was a guy who would run through a wall to do whatever it took. He wasn't overly talented. He was just as tough as can be. And he had guys around him that were tough. Austin Colley, tough, one of the toughest guys I've ever recovered. Curtis Brown was before, as you said, with John, and he was really tough too. So, yeah, he's going to – Zach's going to need some help, no question about it. The good thing about it, I'm not sure about the skill guys just yet, but I think that offensive line is going to be a strength of the team. they got a lot of guys returning – and they've got some significant experience. So they brought in a couple of transfers at running back. We know about the kid from South Carolina. They're really hoping that he develops quickly and can be somebody who can be a threat along those lines of an Anga and a Curtis Brown. Now he's only going to be here for a season, so see if he can do that. And then, you know, they need some receivers for sure. They need some they need tight ends. And those guys have to make plays. The ones quarterbacks that you just mentioned had great tight ends. Dan Coates was in that mix, too, for John. And then obviously we know about Dennis Pitta. Andrew George was a really good college player also. And, yeah, it remains to be seen. There's talent there, but can that talent do what it needs to do out on the field with what their offense is going to be looking for and allow Zach to really to flourish? That's going to be an interesting situation for sure, one to watch. His column is on the front page of 1280thezone.com. Headline, Zach Wilson will attempt to do what two of his predecessors could not do at BYU. He is Patrick Kinahan. And PK, I love your columns each and every week. In fact, we should we should try and make this uh, a regular thing, getting you on and, and breaking down what you're writing about because it's, it's uh, really great stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I appreciate the extra money that I'll make coming on your show regularly. So, yeah, absolutely. Talk to Austin about that. Austin, he's he's got the checkbook, so... <laughs> Well, Austin, I mean, I'm Austin I'm not the great Chris Mannix or the great uh, forget about John Beck. I'm not even the great Howard Beck, and I'm not the great Houdini and everybody else that gets paid like thousands of dollars to come on your show. I'm not asking for thousands of dollars. I mean, just you know, maybe maybe a thousand each hit would be would be good enough for me. Well, we'll see what we can uh, we'll see what we can muster up there, PK. Maybe I'll well, maybe you and I'll take you to see Rocket Man. If you if you just took a little off the top of you and Gordon's money, you know there'd okay. be enough for all of us to go around. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> we'll be listening tomorrow morning. I really appreciate it. All right, sure, Jake. Thank you. Yeah. See you, PK. Uh, the great Patrick Kinahan, uh, not only doing great work in the mornings from six to ten, but also putting up those uh, those weekly columns. And uh, I think that's the challenge Zach Wilson's gotten uh, got in front of him. He's got potential coming out his ears. Uh, he had great experience uh, as a freshman. So how do you uh, blossom into a great quarterback? Where a couple of other guys who showed that similar potential um, didn't really live up to it for for a variety of different reasons. So he's got that challenge in front of him. Thought PK had some good insight on it. Go to twelve eighty the zone. Dot com to check that out. Coming up next, we'll talk a little college basketball. Big names returning to, well, really everybody. We'll get to that straight ahead. Live from the warehouse, come see us, 1967 South, 300 West, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This specific season, I get where everybody's feeling optimistic about BYU. If you think Utah is going to come into this trying to ease their way into the season, you're crazy. Because I think part of their goal is 
try to clinch a New Year's Six type spot before the conference title game. How are you realistically going to do that? Sweep your non-conference. That's where coaching really plays a big part, though. It'd be easy for a young player in a college football program of that caliber to overlook BYU and say, ah, we got this. Who's next? And that's where coaching has to play a big part. Right. And obviously, there's not a soul anywhere that knows anything about Kyle Whittingham that believes he would ever take this game lightly. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Big show, 97.5, 1280, The Zone. We're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Drop by and see us. Deal so low, it will blow your mind. We also have jazz gear for you. We have hats. We have shirts. We have a desk ornament, which are pretty cool. you got to come by and see them. They always seem to uh, go quick. Austin, how ex- excited are you for this movie, Rocket Man? I can't wait to see it. Uh, really excited. I was Heartbroken that I couldn't go to the pre-screening last night. Uh, and so Adrian and I, we're going to have to uh, dissect it without having seen most of it tonight on the Movie Zone. But yeah, I this uh, song in particular, I know that they break down and show how it came to be. And it is an amazing story. Um, I love this song. I had this song played at my wedding because uh, I wanted an almost famous moment with everybody singing along. I don't know if it actually worked, but that's what I tried for. Um but you want to know something about this song, Austin? Apparently, and I, I can't remember if it was Elton himself who told this anecdote, but it wasn't that big of a hit for him until Almost Famous came out in the like late 90s, early 2000s. And then all of a really? sudden, every, it was like everybody's favorite song. I wow. think I might have heard him say that at uh, his concert when I saw him in, in Las Vegas where he talked about that a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, one of a, those deep track Elton John songs. I mean, people had heard about it, but it wasn't like amongst the favorites. A requested, it, yeah. In, until, that, until that movie came Interesting. out. And that is one of the most amazing scenes. Well, maybe not most amazing scenes in film, but that's a that's an incredible scene. Uh, Lloyd was just in here said that's probably his favorite Elton John song of all time. So yeah, right, exactly, exactly. I want to remind you about sixty, the sixty and sixty. Of course, we're counting down to the start of the two thousand nineteen football season by ranking the sixty best college football players in the state of Utah in sixty days, as voted on by members of the Utah sports media. And now you, the fans. That's right. For the first time ever, you too can have your voices heard by casting a ballot in the top 60 and 60 fan vote. Visit 60 and 60 fanvotecom or go to 1280thezone.com and submit your ballot today. Uh, news in the world, uh, a couple of different things in the world of college basketball. Uh, the teams around the state all getting good news. Yoli Childs announced on Twitter yesterday he is coming back to BYU. Nimi Keda, uh, Keda, excuse me, a couple days ago announced that he's coming back to Utah State. And yesterday before the deadline, Donnie Tillman 
announced he's coming back to the University of Utah. Uh, I think um, college basketball around here obviously has been struggling for a little bit, and I think uh, this is a, a good thing. I think we're we're going to see Utah State somewhere sniffing around the top 25 in the preseason. I think they're the favorites to win the Mountain West. Utah needs is turning over a little bit, but to keep a talented, they need as many talented guys as they can get. And combine the the transfers that BYU's gotten with uh, with Jake Toulson, amongst others, and Yoli Childs coming back. I think all three teams are actually positioned to be pretty good next year. I don't want to jinx it, but I think they're actually positioned to be to be pretty good. We can get more into that a little later on in the show. Larry Kraskoviak made a hire today. We'll get into that later in the show. Bowler is going to join us in the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll also talk to Sam Amick, Kristen Kenny in the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But we are live at the warehouse 1967 South, 300 West. Tom joins me once again. And, Tom, you're making the deals extra special today. Yeah, this construction's a mess. It makes it hard to get in. It makes people think that, oh, my gosh, I don't want to fight that mess. They have cleaned it up for the day, so it should be easy the rest of the day. They're building 88 apartments behind us and putting the utility in. Ah, So it's got to go clear out in the middle of Third West. It's a big project. So we talked about this last break. I have a French country, beautiful, great, big, heavy-duty cedar-lined, double ball bearing drawers. This is the nicer stuff that you always dream about. The best of the best. $5,400 set. This will include the bed, headboard, footboard. It's storage in the footboard, so it's a platform bed. It's got a dresser, a mirror, a chest, a nightstand. The nightstand has a built-in power uh, surge protector, so you can plug in a lamp, an alarm clock, if anybody still uses alarm clocks, <laughs> uh, a couple of chargers for your iWatch or your iPhone or whatever phone you want to charge. The whole set, I'm going to put a Stearns & Foster mattress with the whole set. Included. Included, sixteen ninety nine. Wow. If you want to do it without the mattress, we'll do it for ten ninety nine. That's amazing. That's thousands of dollars less than the guys down the street. It's thousands of dollars less. It's cheaper, the whole bedroom set, than you can buy the mattress for. That's amazing. We also have the great big, incredibly heavy, gorgeous cherry wood, great big king or queen sleigh bed set, regular $5,900, your choice. Seventeen ninety nine for king, sixteen ninety nine for queen. Remember financing, no problem. If you need financing, I'll give you a year, no interest. If your credit's good, if if your credit's messed up, it happens to everybody. Typically, it's a medical bill that messes you. Right. Up. We'll give you a hundred days, same as cash. Doesn't matter what your credit is. If you have a job, I'll get you approved. I also want to remind you, we have the Queen deal, a Queen mattress with adjustable base. This is a motorized base, head up, the whole thing for four ninety nine. Now, because Bowler's coming, he is coming. We're doing a Bowler special. All right. I I called the police. We've got security guards to come protect. Good. We so need it. We're going to do a bowler special. Race, are you sitting down? Any pink or any yellow tag, they have to mention bowler 20% off. You can't do that, Tom. I just did it. I don't have a choice. <laughs> Bowler's going to be here. We've got to roll gotta it out for Bowler, man. do something special for Bowler. Come and see us, 1967 South, 300 West, the warehouse, boom. 
You heard the man, 1967 South, 300 West. Get down here. We're going to talk to Bowler, Sam Amick as well, coming up next here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. If uh, Houston called up and said, we want Donovan Mitchell and we'll send you James Harden, would you do it? Yeah. I've got a lot of hopes for what Donovan Mitchell will be. I don't know if he'll ever be what James Harden is. No, I'm not saying I'm actively shopping Donovan Mitchell. I'm just saying that the right deal came across your desk. Everything's on the table. And Dennis Lindsay and Zanuck and maybe the rest of the crew, they've got to make sure that they are doing everything they can to better the team. I think Daryl Morey is just talking like the rest of us would talk if we were a GM. Nobody's off limits. The only players you can think of, maybe LeBron, maybe Kevin Durant. I mean, those guys that immediately step out onto court and your team becomes a title contender. Other than that, I don't know who in the league is untouchable. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.